Hey, what's up everyone? Thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Babbling Brook Mindcast. I am your host, Jonah Babcock, and I'm very, very, very excited to talk about overcoming fear with you guys today. So a little bit about this podcast. Um, it was originally made as an OCD, like anxiety disorder, mental health overcoming stress and anxiety podcast. But instead, you know, I didn't want to narrow it down you know, too thin to just OCD and anxiety because anxiety is a spectrum. There's so many different types of it. Um, it manifests in very different ways and by doing certain things it can, you know, exacerbate in many different ways as well. So I kind of just wanted to talk about overall stress and anxiety and overcoming the adversities of life and stuff like that. So episode one, we're going to talk about overcoming fear. So when it comes to fear, I know for me, a lot of my issues with fear came from the fear of failure, uh, particularly in the workplace. So it's a very common thing among men, also women, but I know for a fact that, you know, it, it took a toll on me. You know, it really, it really, um, I would wake up every single morning, you know, getting ready for work thinking, oh great, I have to go to work today. What if I mess up or, oh man, another day at the office, time to go and just do, you know, the nine to five. For me, it was more like a seven to seven. I was working at, um, at a barber shop as a barber at the time I was doing anywhere between 10 to 12 hour days. And, you know, it started, you know, pulling drag on me. It started, uh, wearing me down. And even though I've been barbering for coming up on 10 years at that time, you know, I still was uncertain. I still was afraid just to my, due to my own personal, you know, anxiety and my OCD and um, just stress in general. So I didn't want to fail. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself because, you know, I have a two-year-old son, uh, house, you know, keeping up with the Joneses type of stuff. So I really, I, I really didn't want to fail. But what happened in doing so you know, I started breaking promises to my family, you know, my fiance. Um, I started, you know, not necessarily lying to myself, but putting on kind of like a face that everything was okay, that I was happy doing with what, you know, dealing with what I was dealing with at the time, you know, doing the 10 to 12 hour shifts, never spending any time at home, basically living at work. So that fear of failure kind of started a little bit before that so a little let's backtrack about four years ago four years ago my master my mentor um, he passed away he died of um, stage four lung cancer and after his barbershop closed and he passed on I didn't have a place to cut hair so I was with this man for about three four maybe five years um, apprenticing under him and learning his way of doing things um, in and out of the barbershop. So I was very set in my own ways. I didn't want to change. And that's usually where fear comes from is change. So uh, I was walking down, you know, the road here in Poway. I live in Poway, California. It's in a small town in San Diego. I was walking down the road here and I saw a sign that said barbershop coming soon. 
So, you know, I got a little excited. I was a little afraid too. I'm like, oh great, another barber shop that's gonna be coming in and taking customers from me. You know, that's just the negative self-talk that happens. You know, the brain wandering and doing its, you know, channel changing in a sense. So what happened was I ended up making contact with the owner of this new barber shop. And we, I remember it like it was yesterday. We opened in uh, November of 2017 coming up almost four years ago and this man in particular was very 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 extremely difficult to work with um, he would watch my haircuts he would nitpick every little thing I did even something as you know small as greeting a customer now I don't know if you've ever worked in business or if you're working or not, but when a customer walks through the door, you put on a smile and you say, hey, welcome to so-and-so, you know, welcome to the establishment. You greet them, you know. Something small as greeting a customer would be, in his eyes, wrong. And it got to the point where I was breaking down so much that I was acting as if I was a dog with its tail between its legs. I was so afraid to even speak when I was at work that, you know, just, you know, I, I was not making any money. I wasn't handling any haircuts. I would handle a few haircuts, but in the eyes of a professional barber, you know, anywhere between 15 to 25 haircuts is considered good. I was doing about three to four haircuts every single day, sometimes every other day because I was so scared and so nervous. I didn't want to let this new guy down. I didn't want to let him down. It was a new shop. You know, he wanted things done his way. So it was very hard for me to, to change. Um, so what happened was I ended up leaving. I quit because of the stress and the fear. The anxiety was just way too high for me. And then I just started spiraling out of control. You know, my anxiety kind of took hold and manifested in the form of obsessive compulsive disorder a couple months after I left the barbershop. Um, I started getting lots of intrusive thoughts, um, started doing a whole lot of compulsions. We're not gonna get into the OCD, we'll do that in a later episode because right now we're just trying to address fear in, its, in itself and how it can manifest, what things can exacerbate it to make it, you know, the, uh, the dragon that needs to be slayed, so to speak. So yeah, it manifested in uh, the form of intrusive thoughts and obsessive compulsive disorder. So a little bit later, um, a couple years down the road after the onset of that anxiety, I met a man, his, uh, his name I'm not gonna put in here yet because I haven't gotten his approval. He is a psychotherapist and a psychologist. Um, and since then we became really close friends. He has helped me a lot with overcoming fear and anxiety, just that overall uncertainty and, you know, the obsessive intrusive thoughts that come along with having, you know, a mental health issue such as OCD. Um, so he taught me, you know, multiple things, you know, how to be mindful, how to meditate on fear. You know, a lot of people think, okay, when I have something big coming up, all, you know, I gotta look sharp, I gotta, you know, 
eat the best breakfast, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do all these things to prep, when really you think you have to do all these things. Your mind is legitimately playing tricks on you. Obviously, if you're having an interview or it's your first day on the job, yes, get a, try to get a good solid seven to eight hours of sleep. You know, try to look your Sunday best when you go in to get the job. But you don't need to over-exaggerate the situation because chances are the reason why you're over-exaggerating is because your mind is playing a mental movie on you and you're watching it and you think that that's your reality when in all reality you're living in the future, which is where fear comes from. A lot of fear stems from the fear of the future and the fear of uncertainty. What if it doesn't go right? What if this? What if that? What if this? So that is what I like to call the what if channel. So what he taught me is you really have to stop in your tracks, be mindful, and you have to breathe in and accept that whatever happens is going to happen. You have no say, you have no you have no right to know what the future is going to be. We're not mind readers. If we were mind readers, we would have everything we wanted all the time and there would be no experience to live. So when he told me this harsh reality, it was very, um, how would I say, releasing. I felt a very big release, a big weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And I really, you know, you kind of accept and allow life to happen, you know, without having to be so afraid of it. You can kind of rest easy knowing I don't have to dictate my life. You know, fear is something that we've conditioned ourselves to to think, I have to do it this way, it has to be this way, I have, I have, 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 have. What if this, what if that? It must go according to my plan, not life's plan, right? So, you've, I found myself kind of, um, how, would I, how would I say it? Just so relaxed, so at ease with everything in my life. For the first time, I didn't need to know all the details. And we're going to talk about one of those practices right now that he actually um, impressed upon me to practice. And I practice it daily. I practice it all the time. Anytime I'm ruminating or just I see, I find myself watching the, the what if channel, so to speak. And this practice, it is five simple words, just five words. And the words are, I am and I know. So, what I do when I find myself, you know, trying to get in with all the details, trying to, you know, control my life, I notice it. And I say, first thing I do is I say, I am and I know. Just like that. I realize I need to, I need to tone it down. I need to come back from, you know, la la land and touch base with reality in the present moment. And what I am and I know what that ex exercise means is I am ruminating. I am stressed out. I am fearful. I am uncertain. Whatever you are at that time, you need to affirm that you are actually these things. You are uncertain, you are afraid, and that's okay. The second part is 
and I know. When you say and I know, you think to yourself, and I know it's silly. And I know I don't need to have control. And I know I am accepting. And I know I am allowing things to happen as they should. So the I am is the acknowledgement of the fear. The I know is bringing you back to the present, that it is all gonna be good, it's all gonna be okay. We don't need to know everything all at once. So that is the exercise that I was taught by a psychotherapist and I impress upon you the way he impressed upon me for you to practice it. It will take time, it'll take effort, you don't need to do it every single day all the time. You know, we're humans. We make mistakes. Life happens. That's okay. But if you can do this exercise at least once or twice a day whenever you are, you know, over-exaggerating situations or ruminating or just being stressed out or fearful, even angry. If you're angry or sad, use it. Acknowledge it. You know, I am feeling upset. And I know why. And I know what's going to happen. Not knowing what's going to happen in the future, but I know what I can do. And I know why. And I know how silly it is. You know, it's kind of like analyzing the reality of the situation. So that is, <clears throat> that's one of the exercises, one of the meditations that I practice daily. And um, I've seen nothing but positive benefits from it cognitively. Um, as well as my mood, you know, when I, when I see myself ruminating or stressed out, I can really, when I use this exercise, I can really tone myself down, you know, bring me back to the present and just kind of see things a little bit more clearly, kind of, you know, n not as, uh, how would I say, not as urgent, the urgency leaves. Um, so that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I hope, I hope that you guys found something useful out of this, um, so at the end of every episode, we are going to talk about, um, you know, we call, I call them therapeutic items. So one of the three therapeutic items that I have with me today, um, it is a amethyst stone, just a, just a little stone, just, a, you know, a little crystal, a little rock that I picked up at the, at the, uh, the swap meet uh, a few months ago. And... You know, I love this thing. It's just like a little something that I can hold on to whenever I need to. If I'm feeling a little anxious or uh, just stressed out, I just pick it up for a couple seconds, rub on it, you know, put it back down just to acknowledge that I'm here, that I'm grounded. The second item I have with me today <clears throat> is one of those little tiny uh, Zen sandbox gardens. You can, I picked this thing up from uh, from a like a, a Ross or Marshalls. I forget exactly which store it was, but I got it for like three bucks. It's legitimately a little four inch by three inch box filled with sand. It has a couple rocks in it and there's a little teeny, 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 tiny uh, wooden rake. And I love this thing. It's just, it's so, re you know, relaxing, so releasing. And it's just, you know, a good way to keep your, your mind focused on the present moment when you rake the sand and move the rocks around a little bit. So that's the second item. Third item I have with me, I'm very stoked on this. Um, I am a Star Wars fan, so I'm very excited to share this with you. It's written by Amy Radcliffe. 
The illustrations are done by Christina Chung. It is called Star Wars The Jedi Mind, Secrets from the Force and Balance for Peace. The great thing about this book is if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll enjoy it. Secondly, there are lots of mindfulness meditations in it, um, lots of little practices that you can do. It talks about motivation, how to love yourself, um, helps you when you have to speak the truth, and you know helps you with dealing with anger. It's a really good read. I really liked it. I got this at Barnes and Noble for uh, fifteen dollars, um, and like I said, if any of you guys are trying to better your mindfulness practice, I recommend getting this online it's star wars the jedi mind secrets from the force for balance and peace i am not endorsed in any way by barnes and noble or an endorsee for amy ratcliffe i am just promoting the book because it is a awesome book but yeah i really uh i really appreciate it we're gonna wrap this uh episode up this is episode one hope i wasn't rambling too much um but yeah when we talk about fear we gotta get it all out you know, times are hard right now. It's 2021. We are coming up on a year and a half of this pandemic. And, you know, people are scared. People are worried. You know, anxiety's on the rise. We have so much information out there, you know, via our social media, our smartphones, all that stuff. Um, and that right there is the acknowledgement of what, you know, is against us. And that's okay. At least we know what we're working with here. So without further ado, guys, let's wrap this piece up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah Babcock. This is the Babbling Brook Mindcast.